It's been said, of course, that in this world, nothing is certain except death and taxes. Republican Governor Mike Pence is eager to test the validity of that maxim by doing away with at least one tax, Indiana's so-called business personal property tax. But the local schools and governments that benefit from that tax say its elimination without the identification of an alternative revenue source would be, well, the death of them. Joining me to dissect the issue are Republican Senator Brant Hirschman of Buck Creek, Chairman of the Senate's Tax and Fiscal Policy Committee, Democratic Senator John Broden of South Bend, a longtime member of that panel, Terre Haute Mayor Duke Bennett, First Vice President of the Indiana Association of Cities and Towns, and Bill Waltz, Vice President of Taxation and Public Finance for the Indiana Chamber of Commerce. And I thank you all for being here. Nothing like a discussion of tax policy to get the blood, <laughs> the blood going. Uh, the bills that we're going to be talking about here, Senate Bill 1 and House Bill 1001, usually when it's that uh, numbering, that suggests that's legislation to deal with the most pressing issue facing the state of Indiana. Is the, personal, the business personal property tax, Senator, the most pressing issue facing the state of Indiana? Uh, the most pressing issue facing Indiana is job creation and economic development. And we've shown a direct linkage between proactive, progressive tax policy and job creation in this state. In fact, the unemployment numbers just came out yesterday. Indiana's at 6.9%, lowest since, I think, 2009, lowest in the Midwest. Over the last uh, year, we've had some of the top manufacturing job creation in the United States. It's proof positive to us that what we've done previously with tax reform is working, and it's imperative that we stay competitive, stay at the head of the pack, and ensure that Indiana is not only marketable, but the destination of choice for every investment dollar designed to create a job anywhere in the United States. Of course, you could argue if we've done so well as a state and held our own against our counterparts across the country, we've done so with the business personal property tax in place. Well, so I guess you'd say the Colts made the playoffs this year, so they shouldn't go for the Super Bowl next year, right? Uh, we want to be aggressive in our competition. We've seen success with it. More Hoosiers are working than in many years' time. We want to raise the amount of money they're making. And obviously, when people are working, they're drawing fewer state services, and they're paying more in tax revenue, which allows us to invest those additional tax dollars in everything from education to roads and uh, in further enhancing our competitiveness. Senator Broden, what's wrong with that assessment, or does that sound pretty good to you as well? Well, it started off great when uh, <laughs> Senator Hirschman mentioned jobs is our highest priority. I would certainly agree with that. I guess coming from a community that, uh, and, and having been involved in local government, um, uh, this tax does go uh, uh, to fund uh, local government, the nuts and bolts of local government, police officers, firefighters, roads, infrastructure. And uh, when you talk about job creation, uh, frankly, uh, uh, no entity does more for the state of Indiana from an economic development standpoint than our cities, towns, and, and our counties in terms of roads, infrastructure, and when, and when, uh, when employers want to locate here, uh, they look at schools, they look at quality of life, uh, they do look at those type of things. And, uh, and, and with these communities having just come through uh, serious cuts to the property tax caps, um, you know, this is going to be very, very challenging to say the least. And those were put in place in what, uh, at least in the Constitution in 2010, so they're still shaking out, as it were, I suppose, and the impact uh, of of an elimination, which I know we're, we've moved away from the notion of a, st a straight elimination of this tax, would be about a billion dollars a year in, in terms of local uh, governments and those entities you mentioned. 
Mayor, you're out there in the trenches. Uh, you're trying to get businesses to come to your community. Which is it? Do you have a prospective employer saying, Mayor, what's your uh, personal property tax uh, rate for business? Or are they saying, tell me about the schools, tell me about the quality of life in your, in your community? Well, as you know, there's a big list of things that any potential employer or business who wants to locate in Terre Haute looks at. And in my six years, nobody has talked about that. They, when they're looking at Terre Haute and Indiana at that point, they've kind of got through a lot of that uh, due diligence to see that we've got a good tax climate. And if you look at how we're ranked, uh, everybody says we're in the top 10, uh, and different sources say different numbers, but I think we've done a good job, and the legislature and the governors in the past have, have really positioned us well to make Indiana look good. My concern comes when you talk about making these changes to revenue streams. You know, when we've always been funded primarily by property taxes, all local government entities, and when the property tax caps came in, you know, we've lost $9 million a year out of $28 million that we used to collect to run our city. So we've kind of worked our way through that. But now if we put this on top of it, which I know we're not talking about complete elimination now, but my concern is it'll be completely eliminated down the road here before too long. And to you said that would be about a $4 million? $4.5 million dollar hit. And, and on our sanitary district, another million on top of that. And we are bonded out because of unfunded mandates from the federal government for you know bonds, for wastewater treatment. CSO, um, w if this would happen and we would lose those funds, we wouldn't even have enough to make our existing bond payments. And so all I'm looking for is just a strategy to help us. If we're going to make a change, let's find a way to at least give us the opportunity to raise some new revenue because we still have the same services to deliver. Bill Waltz, the chamber, of course, is very fond of, of this proposal. Uh, would love to, I'm sure, to see the uh, sort of the, the moving back to the notion of a, an out-and-out out elimination where the governor initially uh, seemed to suggest he was his starting point. Why is it so important to, uh, I mean, clearly uh, Senator Hirschman suggested this is about job mm -hmm. creation. Is it really that important to potential employers in, in the state of Indiana? Well, I think it is. I, I think you, uh, it's important to look at sort of how we got here. Uh, we uh, uh, enjoy a very positive, a good ranking uh, in our business climate, and it's because we've sort of along the way identified those uh, black marks or outliers that need to be addressed uh, and are looked at and are important, you know, among the many factors that uh, businesses look at uh, in, in deciding where to grow and expand. Um, and uh, we've knocked a lot of those off, and at this point, this one's at the top of the list, we believe. It is a tax that, uh, although it's not uh, one that uh, a lot of people may be aware of or, or uh, a real sexy uh, issue, but it is something that is very important to just about any business if you go out and talk to them because uh, you walk in a business, you look around uh, in this studio, all the equipment I'm looking at is taxed. It's not just taxed when you purchase it. It's taxed year after year, uh, has to be built into the operating cost uh, of a business. So, you know, we're looking at it in, in those terms, that, and, and the businesses do, that they have to, uh, you know, it, it, it's an investment you have to make in machinery and equipment to grow and expand your business. And that, that decision is at, at least slowed when they have to look at uh, and consider this additional uh, cost. So it's, it's deterring, it's discouraging that, uh, that capital investment uh, that the businesses make uh, 
in themselves to grow. So we see it as uh, very important. If, if this is so onerous, uh, and I'll take your word for it, that a lot of businesses find it such, why is it just now sort of appearing on the radar screen? I know last year, obviously, uh, the, the governor probably would say my, I don't want to speak for him, but his priority might have been the personal income tax, uh, uh, individual taxpayers. But this just sort of came out of, uh, I don't want to say nowhere, but why, why, why now? I mean, why? It's a, is it's a good question, John. Uh, we have, as I said, made tremendous progress in reforming our tax code. In fact, in one survey, we've moved up 15 places nationally in the last three years. Every tax we levy uh, is in the top 11 nationally, with an exception, the corporate tax rate. It's 24th, even after we've reduced it. We were way out of line with other states. So if you look at Senate Bill 1, uh, Bill says business personal property is at the top of the list. I'd put two taxes at the top, corporate rate and business personal property. One of the reasons the mayor said businesses don't talk to him so much about business personal property when they're moving in is because most communities give up to a 10-year abatement on personal property for new jobs that move in. My goal as tax chairman has always been to ask families and businesses for as little of their money as possible to provide them with the services that they reasonably expect from government and to try and apportion it in a fair way. Well, there's, it's true, there's uh, a, an impact on local government, a significant one with, local, with complete elimination although I would argue that local units of government haven't taken advantage of many of the taxing tools that are available to them. But I would say uh, that business personal property is not equally distributed in who pays it. Some of our largest employers pay the highest amounts, very disproportionate. But I think, and I'm a cheerleader obviously for Senate Bill 1, it would eliminate business personal property tax filings for 71% of the current businesses who file. This is every business that would under $25,000 in, in machinery that's, equipment. And so that's 71% of our businesses. It would eliminate a dramatic amount of paperwork from our courthouses and administrative cost. Uh, and it would also make our corporate tax rate in the top 10 in the nation. So, and it costs uh, much less to local units of government Complete elimination of business personal property taxes, a billion dollars. Senate Bill 1, 25 million. For 25 million dollars uh, to a hit to local government, I can eliminate 71% of business personal property tax filings in this state. And the, the corporate tax rate would go from 6.5 to 4.9 within five years. Correct. Second lowest rate in the United States. And uh, we knocked Texas out of the top 10 in rankings this year, which is significant considering they have oil revenues and we don't. This would move us from 10th to 8th nationally. You know, Senator, some have said that because there has been so much tax restructuring and tax reform in recent years, you know, the inventory tax was phased out during, from what, 2003 to 2007. That was at one time sort of the, mm -hmm. the most hated tax. We seem to go through a lot of most hated taxes. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a reduction in the uh, corporate tax rate just in 2012 of uh, two percentage points. Some people say, let's wait till it all shakes out, kind of get the, the lay of the land, which well, what makes sense to you? Well, the most frustrating thing for me about this whole debate thus far has been the governor comes out with a press conference saying he wants to eliminate the business pro personal property tax. I, I have yet to hear how he's going to replace that. It, I mean, it's, it's easy to have a press conference saying how you're going to do away with a billion dollars of someone else's revenue, but then you don't come up with word one on how you're going to replace it. And uh, some of the states that we're uh, trying to compete with, when we mention here in the Midwest, Michigan, Illinois, who actually do have a lower uh, business personal property tax or who are on their way to phasing it out, have put in their laws that they are going to reimburse the locals for the lost revenues. And we're not doing that. 
And while I certainly want to reduce our, our corporate tax in, in income, or, uh, 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 do a cut there, and, and also do something on the, uh, on the business personal property tax, I don't want it to be shifted to individuals because that's what kind of happened with the property tax caps. We uh, told locals to enact these local option income taxes, which are then paid by locals. So those are my two biggest concerns, is I've yet to hear what the replacement revenue is going to be. I have not heard that. Um, and I have also not heard how we're going to avoid shifting this uh, to individuals. And, of course, the Senate bill, uh, you've heard uh, Senator Hirschman describe why that would have a lesser impact on locals. House Bill 1001, we don't have anybody here from the House uh, to mention that, but that would basically give counties the ability to impose the tax if they choose, but only on new purchases moving forward, which I guess in theory, Mayor, means you would be uh, spared the biggest impact under both the Senate version and the House version. Is, is, does that assuage your concern? Well, you know, going into this session, we really had no idea what the bills were going to look like. So yes, we were relieved they weren't as radical as we thought, maybe total elimination. Our concern still is, though, about what happens in the long term. The short term, uh, we get that, we have some time to adjust. In the case of the property tax caps, it was kind of a three-year phase in. That was quick, but it was at least you had an opportunity. The problem with, with that was the LSA estimates were way off. And so in our case, it was twice and three times as much of a loss. We kind of know this because it's a pretty set number. The business personal property tax is easier to capture that. But when you talk about giving counties the option, I can still see counties being pitted against each other or cities and counties because counties weren't affected as much by the by the uh, personal property or excuse me the um, the um, property tax portion but the business personal property tax affects the city more than it does the county also and so you've kind of got a double whammy where cities is where the assessed value is it's where most of the business is and so the counties can still ride it out and say we can survive this but cities have a difficult time because we can't raise any new revenue we can't charge people, you know, $100 a month for a trash pickup or something to try to make up the difference. In our case, it would probably be about two or $300 a month for an individual. And so I don't, I just, I'm concerned about putting that back into let the county decide. We're a Kajit County. And they were talking about let the COET councils decide. We'd have to create a council just to make that decision based on the House bill. And I think that it would be a tough sell. It would be very political. Well, we, I mean, there's a lot of talk about home rule and the ability for, for locals to raise their own taxes, but we see, we've seen the fight in recent years over, for instance, uh, mass transit funding, uh, which uh, I think the bill currently would have six counties giving them the ability to affect raise their own taxes. But that look at the fight that's been over recent years. Why is it that the General Assembly, do you think, generally is, on the one hand, says home rule, but on the other hand, doesn't, in all cases, want to give those, those tools? Well, I'm certainly not <laughs> probably the best person to speak on behalf of the entire General Assembly. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Come on. That's, the Chamber's done that from no, time to time. That's <laughs> there's plenty of uh, uh, political issues, practical issues. It, it's a complicated, it's a difficult issue, uh, I mean, overall. And uh, I think the Senate bill recognizes that uh, in, in its approach. It's a, it's a good approach that uh, uh, has a very nominal impact to start, you know, by alleviating this uh, uh, burden on these businesses who are paying as much to comply with the tax as they are, uh, you know, in tax liability. More, m more probably in many cases. Uh, so that's a, a, a very sensible step that makes, uh, you know, is, is logical and is doable and should be done. The, the House uh, ver approach to this issue uh, has plenty of merit as well. I know, uh, you know, it, the idea of uh, 
having it uh, an option, it is a choice, that is a tool um, that would be provided uh, to allow these counties to compete. Uh, you know, I've heard some of the, the concerns and appreciate uh, that there are concerns about counties competing, but they're really competing with other states, states who don't tax the personal property. So, uh, you know, I think we uh, need to consider that there are some, uh, there are many jurisdictions out there who could easily, uh, the reality is, I believe, uh, utilize some of their local tax to take care of the um, impact of phasing out the personal property. But then there are several others that uh, the percentage of reliance on that tax is so great that I'm not going to pretend that, uh, you know, there's an easy fix to that. It's the diversity of the, the situation that makes the remedies difficult, and I think the Senate bill recognizes that too and has a commission looking at how to mm -hmm. uh, deal with that, putting uh, uh, local officials so and other stakeholders at the table together. Don't locals already have the ability to abate the personal property, uh, the business personal property tax now? And if so, why is that not sufficient to get the, the job creation done? Well, if I may, I, I would respond to that by saying there are a lot of people uh, businesses, smaller businesses, not the the really large uh, businesses that can spend, um, you know, uh, the well take have an attorney apply for the abatement and go through that six month process that's generally involved in paying them quite a bit when they're making that really really large substantial uh, investment. The smaller businesses uh, would benefit likewise uh, from you know, not being discouraged to make that investment and encouraged uh, if, you know, if they had a provision that would allow uh, them to not have to pay the tax without having to go through the I, I think process. Bill's right. There are merits to simplification, and we have seen results. You know, after we lowered the corporate rate, uh, since we've lowered the corporate rate, 31 companies have moved from Illinois to Indiana. Uh, there's a great disparity in taxation. We've moved a corporate headquarters with 600 jobs to Indiana from California. You mentioned the inventory tax before. If you look at all the logistics and distribution facilities that have popped up all over the state, those have all been put in place and the jobs created since we removed that inventory tax. So tax reform does work, but we do have to be sensitive to the impact on local government. I give the governor credit. He laid out an aspirational goal and let the legislative process work. We've come up with a variety of ideas. We're having the debate. We're coming together on them. It may not be exactly what he asked for, but at the end of the day, we're going to lower the total cost of doing business for businesses in this state. In this session, do you think? Or I will it be studied uh, perhaps in, uh, during the summer? In some fashion in this session. Senator, you agree? Uh, this session something happens? I think something happens and I think uh, mayors and county commissioners should be very nervous that this is a first step toward total elimination and it might be a property tax uh, redo where they've got to raise local taxes on individuals to make up the revenue. All right, we could go on and on, and unfortunately we're out of time. Only you all could make Kajit and Kojit and other things sound as sexy as, as, as you have today. I appreciate your uh, joining us for this discussion of proposed tax reform. Again, my guests have been Republican Senator Brant Hirschman of Buck Creek, Democratic Senator John Broden of South Bend, Terre Haute Mayor Duke Bennett representing the Indiana Association of Cities and Towns, and Bill Waltz of the Indiana Chamber of Commerce.